T to classify yes, as three letters. Cause our history guys, we got Eric, Ellie, who else? We got Brian, listen every time, you know it's gonna be some drive. Everybody certified, it's pocket rock, ain't tell no lies. You really my lose your mind, can only put this in your time. Welcome back to the WFT slash Commanders Declassified Podcast. I am LE. I almost tripped myself up. We are now officially the Commanders Declassified Podcast. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Old habits die hard. Um, thank you guys for listening or for checking us out on YouTube. All of the new subscribers on all platforms, man. We appreciate you all so much. Make sure you tell a friend. Recommend them the best podcast in, in the Commanders arena, all right? Uh, let's say what's up to Eric. Eric, how you doing? Doing all right. How's everybody doing tonight? They tell me they're wonderful. And Brian, how are you? I'm doing awesome. We got uh, some cool things to talk about, so I'm ready to go. We absolutely do. And uh, listen, if you're not subscribed and you're watching this just because you like catching it, just hit the subscribe button. We know there's a lot of you that do that. Just hit it. It ain't going to do nothing to you. Subscribe. Let's get going. A lot of things to get to tonight. Um, Let's lead off like this. Uh, so 2022 is coming. The season is fast approaching. I think we're within three months or just about three months of the first game of the season. Um, Eric, what are some things that you need to see in 2022, 2023 to make you feel like this football team is going in the right direction? I'll give you a hint. Starts with a W, ends with ends. That's what win. I need to see. I need to see <laughs> wins. I need to see win. this team get some Ws. This team needs okay. to win. I'm tired of moral victories. Um, I'm tired of hearing that we're moving in the right direction. It is time to start winning. You have offensive pieces in place. You have a quarterback who can get the ball downfield. You have the pieces to be a very good defense. You need to put it all together and you need to start winning this year. That's what's going to make me feel good. Nothing else. I don't want to see another seven and 10, but we're moving in the right direction season. I want to see wins. I want to see this team in the playoffs. I would like to see this team make some noise in the playoffs. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I mean, if you look at the offseason moves, they tell you that this team felt like they were in the midst of competing, except for the quarterback position. They felt like the quarterback position was holding them back because they really didn't do a whole lot else anywhere else. Right. Um, So, you know, the proof needs to be in the pudding this year. I agree with you totally. The W's need to start coming. And in big fashion, I mean, the seven and 10 seasons, we're all over that. We need to be in the double-digit wins, and it needs to happen this season. Brian, what about you? What do you need to see in 2022? I need to see competent football consistently week in, week out. Too many times there were weeks where we we looked okay, and then uh, there were several stretches where we didn't look like we knew what we were doing. We had guys running wide open. Um, we weren't making simple t- uh, adjustments on offense. Uh, we were doing things backwards, right? Like if Ron Rivera has to tell the offensive coordinator to run the football, that's a common sense thing. We don't have a legitimate starter uh, at the quarterback position. Uh, we, we shouldn't be asking him to throw 35-plus times, things like that. We need to look like a competent football team, and we got to do it week in and week out. It can't just be, oh, well, we looked good against this one team uh, back in week two. No, it's got to be every week. We've got to look like a competent football team each week. If we can do that, we give ourselves a chance to uh, to win each week. Uh, and that's that's really what uh, you know what you you want from your football team. So we we we've got to look like a competent football team. That's that's what I need to see. I, I I don't need to see any of these big lapses. We're in year three of this regime. All that stuff should be behind us right now. 
So I'm going to I'm going to disagree with you a little bit, even though it's your opinion. Right. But um, <laughs> so think about this in the context of a five year deal. Year one, you're really trying to turn things over, ship, you know, things out that don't belong here. Players out, excuse me, that don't belong here and set your tone. Year two is the confidence year for me. You know what I mean? Year three is a little late for confidence. Year three, you should start to compete. Um, and I, and, you know, and I don't mean just like winning five or six games, but you should really start being an effective football team. You've had time to turn the roster over. You've had three draft classes, right? So like, this is your time to really start being something. So just competent football isn't going to be enough for me going into year three. Yeah, I would agree with that too. Um, I mean, we saw, you know, competent football for stretches last year. Um, I yeah, I'd rather I'd, I'll settle for incompetent wins. Honestly, <laughs> I, mean, I don't care. I, 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 wins are wins, man. Now nah, I just I think yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think it's time to start. It's time to start winning. You've got a capable quarterback. You have a competent backup. Um, you have you know your skill positions are loaded. You revamped your offensive line. Your defense has, has got all the pieces to be stout as all get out. Uh, it's time to start winning. You got a new name. You got new uniforms. Just the W. That's what we need to see. Yeah. And this rebrand was very important to this team. So, <laughs> you know, to do it in a year where they're only going to be, I don't know, competent and say, you know, five to seven wins, I feel like would be a tremendous letdown for the rebrand itself. Even though, you know, with the way that the quarterback situation is set up, you could, in theory, next year go at it again and, and get another big name quarterback. Not that Winch is the biggest of all names, but you could do that. Um, and, you know, but I, I just think it's time. It's time. I mean, it's it's a tough sell to say, hey, we're just going to be somewhat of a factor this year, but not really an impactful team. I, I think a lot of folks would be tremendously disappointed with that. Um, you know, Brian, I want to ask you something, too. I know you were not necessarily on the boat or on board for the, the Wentz trade. Has the offseason OTA work and things like that swayed you at all in terms of your positivity towards the Wentz situation? Yeah, so initially uh, I was not a fan of it. Do I feel a little bit better about it? Sure, I do feel a little bit better about it. He is an upgrade over Heineke, right? There's no denying that. There's no uh, argument to be made that Heineke's better or anything uh, like that. We have a legitimate starting quarterback. Do I think we're going to the NFC Championship? Absolutely not. Uh, not with this roster, and I, I'm I'm I I'm kind of out on whether it's this coaching staff can get us there. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know they can, but we'll see about that. Um, so, do I feel better? Yes. Uh, is it a lot better? No. Um, do I feel like oh yeah, no, the season's in great hands. Uh, nothing to worry about. Fourteen and three coming soon. I wish. I hope. I hope. I hope. Um, but uh, no, I mean, there's still a lot that we we don't know how it's going to look. Is Carson going to stay healthy? Um, you know, he was healthy last year, but uh, the previous years he hasn't been necessarily healthy. So that's still a big question mark. Um, you know, there, you know, what's the defense going to look like? It was awful last year, and we just ran it right back with the same guys, uh, same coaching staff as well, too. So how's that going to look? Is it going to look any different? Maybe we're, we're hoping so, but right now we don't have any evidence to suggest it will. So uh, with Wentz, do I feel a little bit better? Yes, but just a little bit, not, uh, not, you know, NFC championship type better. You know, every story that comes out with respect to Deshaun Watson, I feel a little bit better about what we did this off season because it just won't end. And, and, and that's in Cleveland. 
Imagine if that was in Washington, D.C., where these stories kept coming out. He, even if the NFL did not suspend him, he would not make it to the first game of the season. Do you know what I mean? Just with all of the media pressure and things of that nature, with these stories continuing to come out, continuing to surface. And I think some of them are already known things that are just now becoming more pronounced because he got signed. But still, it just, I, 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 Look, you know, Wentz is not Tom Brady, but I thank the Lord that we didn't end up with Deshaun Watson. And, you know, last offseason, I was really, really big into the idea. I kind of cooled off on that as the season went on because of the things that were coming on and things that weren't settled within that case. But I will take Wentz over that situation any day of the week. I got to tell you. Yeah, in a vacuum, Deshaun Watson is a no-brainer, but we don't live in a vacuum, and he is an absolute non-starter for this particular organization with everything that's going on here. To add him and all that comes with it, absolutely not. Um, you know, could we have possibly waited it out a little bit, made made a trade for Matt Ryan? Yeah, maybe. Or, you know, Baker Mayfield, nobody, nobody saw that coming. Um, so, you know, there were other probably options. They may have rushed into Wentz a little bit. But you didn't, you know, you couldn't really foresee what was coming down the pike. And, you know, I think they set their sights on Wentz. They knew that they were going to have to trade for somebody. Nobody was going to come here if they had options. Um, They figured that out early on. And, you know, at the time, they felt Wentz was the best they could get. I wasn't big on it either. Um, I feel a little better better about it now, Um, seeing him slinging in, in training camp. And, you know, the receivers look good. So we'll see. You know, I don't hate the option. I can see this team. I can see a path to like 12 wins for this team. I can see them tanking and winning five games. So, um, yeah, hopefully it's the it's the it's the 12 win side. It's time for this team to start winning. And I think, you know, you know, this is probably the best supporting cast Wentz has had uh, in years, at least maybe ever with at the wide receiver position. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be an optimist this this offseason. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in optimist mode as well. I know. Some of our longtime listeners are surprised to hear that. And because uh, <laughs> typically <laughs> I'm the realist, or at least I consider myself a realist. But this year, I'm a little optimistic. And I will say that. Um, that Kool-Aid. You know, I, I don't it's think so the Kool-Aid necessarily, no, but I'm optimistic. It's, because of, it's, uh, it's nice to take some Kool-Aid in every Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this. Uh, Brian, I'm going to start with you on this one. Um, give me your position that we can least afford a major injury. And I'm going a, I'm to a say, don't put quarterback on your list because that's a little yeah. obvious. But give me another position that you feel like we cannot afford to sustain an injury. Uh, it, to me, it's a no-brainer. It's linebacker because we only have two of them. We, we literally have uh, Cole Holcomb and Jamin Davis, and the rest are undrafted free agents, or it's David Mayo, who is a backup. But he's probably going to see a lot of playing time because – you know, we refuse to uh, uh, play Jamin Davis. So I, I don't know uh, if if Cole gets hurt. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what the linebacking core. We we may scrap linebackers altogether and just have like, you know, six safeties out on the field uh, at, at, at any one time. So linebacker is huge um, because there is just really nobody there. Uh, unless unless something happens here in training camp that we pick somebody up or there's some kind of last-minute trade, which you know, I don't really count on or think anything like that will happen. To me, it's linebacker. Eric? Yeah, I mean, that's what, what I go with, too. Um, you know, there's, there's decent depth pretty much everywhere else. Um, 
but linebacker is is a tough one. So outside of that, I mean, kicker, we saw what happens when the kickers went south last year. So obviously we don't want to see Joey Sly getting hurt. Hopefully he can, you know, stay hot from what he was last year. But yeah, uh, linebacker is a no-brainer for me as well. I think linebacker is absolutely the right answer, but I'm going to try to give you a different one since you both kind of agreed on there. I'm going to say punter, right? And Eric, what you saying about punters, right? Yeah, you don't, they don't matter until you have a bad one. Right. So, and we haven't had to deal with that in forever. And if something happens to trust way, uh, that could really determine the outcome of games, right? When, you know, our punters kicking the ball or shanking it 27 yards down the field late in the fourth quarter, we, we need our punter to be good. And we've, we've gotten complacent with the fact that Trustway is just that good that we just expect it when, when he gets up in the morning, right? Um, but if we ever had to find out what life is like without Trustway, it could be very, very different. It could do a lot to damage our season. So um, shout out to Trustway. He's a big part of what we do here in Washington. Um, all right. This, this mythical position, the Buffalo nickel, right? Uh, you know, some folks said Percy Butler's here. He's going to be our Buffalo nickel. Or if we drafted Kyle Hamilton, he was going to be it. Eric, what are your thoughts on that position? Um, do you have a feel for who's going to start there? I hate that position so much just because people never shut up about it. I don't even really know what it is. It's the third safety. Um, I think Percy Butler's probably your first choice for it. Uh, the kid from Virginia State might have a shot at it. Um, can't, can't, sorry, can't remember his name. Will Adams. Will, yeah, yeah, Will Adams. Adams from Virginia State. May, they may have had him. He's got the similar traits to what Kyle Hamilton had, um, but we'll go back to traits. I mean, I've said it before. I have similar traits to, uh, you know, Henry Cobble. That doesn't mean, you know, I'm Henry Cobble. Um, well, yeah, well, you know, I got dark hair and blue eyes, so, you know, pretty much the same guy, obviously. Uh, you know, um, yeah, so Percy Butler's probably – that's probably the position they drafted him for. Um, you know, I guess they rotate quite a bit, so anybody could play it on a given time if you've got three safeties in the game, depending on, you know, what the offense is doing. You know, one of them's going to be down in the box, but it may not be the same guy every time. But I would assume, you know, Percy Butler's the guy that's going to replace Landon Collins. Cam Curl obviously can do it. He's done it before, but I think they like him at free safety a little bit or uh, strong safety a little bit. So uh, I'm going to go uh, Percy Butler as Buffalo Nickel, and I hope I never have to say that term again. <laughs> what term was that, Eric? Buffalo Nickel. <laughs> Brian, what are your thoughts on that position and who might start there? Buffalo Nickel is like this mythical creature that uh, that Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio, like the local beat reporters all keep talking about. And uh, I think we've hyped it up to this thing that it, it, it's going to look, you know, pretty, uh, pretty sad uh, come uh, when we get on the field there, because, um, you know, we have kind of slim pickings in terms of who we have, uh, you know, to line up there. Is it going to be Percy Butler? You know, everything that uh, we've kind of seen or read about him is that, uh, you know, hey, he's a he's a little bit more of a free safety. Does he have uh, some good burst and, uh, you know, uh, pursuit in terms of uh, breaking on the football? Sure. But is that a Buffalo nickel guy who's going to play up around the line of scrimmage? Maybe not. He's six foot, maybe 190. Uh, is that uh, is that that type of uh, player there? So, I mean, we are still kind of, uh, you know, in this limbo of who's it going to be, and we don't necessarily have a lot to choose from uh, there. We've got some bodies there, but they they may not necessarily be uh, uh, the best ones. I'm going to think that it's going to be Cam Curl. He played there in 2020 and excelled. Uh, I think he's going to drop down, and he'll be that third safety uh, when they do run uh, the Buffalo nickel uh, between Bobby McCain, everybody's uh, favorite safety, and Percy Butler will man free safety or strong safety uh, when he drops down 
touchdown. So I think it's going to be Cam Curl. I think he's going to be the star of the secondary. Um, but yeah, uh, the, uh, I hope the Buffalo nickel works for them because they've hyped it up to a level that this should be like a premier fix all uh, to cover the fact that they only use two linebackers. Yeah, um, I think, uh, you know, Cam Curl is, is obviously uh, a good choice, but I'm going to be a little bit of a contrarian tonight. Uh, I'm going to say it could be Bobby McCain as well. Uh, he could slide down and play that position just slide. because I know Brian loves it. Um, yeah, I agree with you on Percy Butler being more of a pure free safety, but that really depends on how good he is in the preseason throughout these camps and, and you know, OTAs. Because if he can't play a lick, at least not yet, then there's no way he's going to do that. And then that really makes things a little bit more confusing to begin with. But Ron has given him so much praise coming out of the draft, um, especially being drafted in the round that he was taken in, that it gives you a little bit of a lead into the fact that he might be on the field early. But I don't, I don't find this Buffalo nickel position to be as relevant as a lot of people do, especially when we're not successful as a defense. You know, it's like, well, hey, how much does that Buffalo nickel matter last year when we couldn't get off on, you know, third downs? Yeah, if you sign a so, middle linebacker, you don't need a Buffalo nickel. You know what I mean? So, hey, but position flex, I get, right? I, I got a, I got a crazy uh, suggestion for you guys uh, on Buffalo nickel. Brian Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he can man. do anything. He would be all pro year one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, uh, we, we saw AGG move to tight end, right? He's he's trying to make that move now. Um, Troy Apke. Troy Apke cannot cover, right? He cannot see the ball in the air and make a break on it at all to save his life. But if that ball lands in front of him, he's got great burst and he will hit somebody. Uh, why don't we have Apke gain like, you know, five, 10 pounds and uh, have him be the Buffalo nickel? Because he we can't tackle eight. in space. He can't. Have you seen him try to tackle in space? Yeah, he does get juked. And if Go he was going to put on, yeah. if he was going to put on weight, he should have been doing that in you know January. Like now is yeah. a little too late to try to pack on ten pounds of muscle, Very you true. know, in, in July, you know, June, July. But yeah, I mean, why not? They they love that dude. They're going to do anything they can to keep him. So yeah. uh, if it's Buffalo Nickel, it's Buffalo Nickel for that guy because he's got <laughs> they, going. They, they, they love, they love these that. guys. Yeah, they love these guys. So like you know, like why not actually have him do something and contribute? But uh, no, just a crazy thought. Go back and watch the Arizona game with Kyler Murray, and no. you will understand why <laughs> Troy Apke is not a Buffalo nickel. Really, go watch any game when he was on the field and had a one-on-one -on -one chance if to attack. If you throw it directly to him and he's standing still, he'll make a play every time. 100%. Yeah, he's elite. <laughs> Outside of that, that, it's yeah, it's spotty at best. <laughs> All right. Uh, so a couple, cool thing. <laughs> a couple cool things came out this week. Um, the first of which is uh, that the commanders have announced that they're going to have a mascot. Um, first, Eric, how much do you care about mascots or having one? Uh, what is the lowest number besides zero? Actually, let's just go zero. I don't care what the mascot looks like. That does not. Everyone's going to hate. It's going to be just like the name. Everybody's going to hate it. Everybody's going to just crack on it. It's going to look dumb, blah, blah, blah. Regardless, it could be the coolest mascot on the planet. It's just going to get you know hate piled upon it. In my opinion, no, I, I don't care. I'm not, you know, 10 years old. I don't care what the mascot looks like at games. Um, you know, you know, back in the day, the San Diego chicken was cool. You know, the, you know, the, uh, I don't even know what's the, the Baltimore, uh, the, the Oriole that used to hang out with the Baltimore game. That, that guy was cool, but honestly, I don't care about mascots. Uh, it'll be something that somebody will have an opinion on. It's about the best I can tell you. I'm not that guy though. 
Yeah, football is like the least owned sport for mascots. Remember like the old Suns gorilla back in the day? That dude was legit. Yeah. Um, baseball has a lot of them. The Washington Nationals have the presidents and stuff like that. But Which are um, awesome. Which are awesome. I, I do know. like those mascots. They change my opinion on mascots a little bit. I like the president's <laughs> race. Yeah. Uh, Brian, what about you? Are you big on mascots? Do you care? Do you not care? Um, no, I, I like mascots. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, for a team, it, uh, it can be a rallying, uh, cry or a rallying point. Um, it, you know, with our team, anything that we come out with, it's going to get clowned for a little bit. Uh, but people will eventually, you know, come around to it. I think uh, a lot of people have come around to the name commanders, however cheesy they might've thought it was initially they've come around to it. They've got, there's a lot of people who, uh, you know, the Commandalorian. if anybody's seen the Mandalorian on Disney plus they've, uh, kind of, uh, merged that into, uh, commanders. And now, uh, there's people with Mandalorian armor that is burgundy and gold. So, I mean, I think that's cool. I think if people have something that they can rally around say, Hey, this is my team and they can do stuff like that, paint things, uh, like the Mandalorian armor and burgundy and gold and say, here's my mascot or here's something, you know, that, uh, people can get excited about and somebody can run around, uh, the stadium uh with I, I think that's cool so hopefully it's uh it's it's something cool but uh e- either way i think uh, it's better than having nothing yeah so most I teams mean, have nothing don't they no believe it or not most teams have mascots like think about it. the carolina panthers have the panther the cowboys have the cowboy uh the that, giants a, have the you know, i honestly the thought those were just guys that showed up dressed up like chief z used to yeah <laughs> Because, you know, like when the old team didn't have a mascot, I mean, Cheesy was probably the closest one to it. Like, we didn't have anything. I guess, you know, I got used to not having anything. We'll see. I, I don't have a problem with it. It's not like I'm against a mascot. I just, I don't, I don't really, I'm kind of ambivalent about it, I guess. Did you know that the Steelers have a mascot, Steely McBean? I had no idea. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. Uh, Seattle has Blitz. You just, you don't hear about them in the NFL because, number one, there's so many daggone commercial breaks that you never see what happens on the field when they're not playing. And unless you're at the game, you're not going to know about it. And we haven't had one in town, so there's really nothing to pay attention to. Um, I'm absolutely not against it. I think it's good for kids to cling on to to help kind of, you know, appeal uh, or make football more appealing for them. Um, but me personally, it doesn't change my experience one way or another. Um, I just look, they're going to do it. I want them to pick something smart that they like something that's not going to have to be changed 10 years from now because it's, uh, you know, offensive or something like that. Do their research is really what I'm trying to get at. But the fact that they've announced it already as to when they're going to reveal the mascot tells me that they already have a pretty good idea yeah. of what this mascot is going to be. Um, so we'll see. Uh, a lot of, of images have been floating around about the pig commander. Have you seen that online or the hog? Oh, yeah. I don't buy it. It'll be some cartoonish military guy, most likely. Yeah. Like that's Captain think. Crunch looking dude. Yep. That's what um, I think, too. I, yeah. The the pig commander situation can get into, you know, chauvinistic pigs and look at the stuff we're tied into. I just think there's so many different leads with stuff Go like police that. Again. Yeah, that could be. Yep. Yeah. It could be rough. Yeah. We don't want to do yeah. anything pig, pig related. I, I, I and I almost think that they will do something to appease fans that weren't happy with the name, but they have to be so careful. And the commanders, Ooh, it'll be a red wolf. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> red wolf. Commander Red Wolf. Commander Red Wolf. Oh, yeah. Red Wolf McHog. Everybody's red, happy. Red Hog. There you go. Red Hog. <laughs> Commander Red Wolf. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, so you know what? It's fine. You know, let's see what it is. But what I don't want them to do. 
is to do fake. I uh, know. Let me not say that because I'm an ambassador. I don't. I want them to. If, if they're going to collect fan input, let it be real, right? You know, and I, not that I know that the name was or wasn't, but I just, you know, whenever you see them announce a date as to when something's going to happen, yeah, there's there's some legal situations that go behind picking a, a mascot as much as there is about a name, and so you can't just say, "Hey, week 17, we're going to unveil our new mascot." If you don't have some of those legal things in place already to to take care of that. Well, and to, to let everybody at home know, uh, listening, week 17, the team will be honoring the Hogs, uh, members of the Hogs offensive line uh, from those Super Bowl years. So that end, they will be releasing the uh, new mascot in that same, uh, I guess, halftime uh, of that game. So probably some kind of tie in there. And which is going to be interesting because it's against the Browns. We just talked about the Deshaun Watson situation. Um, man, you know, and it, you know what's funny about that game too with the new mascot? That could be a really ugly game, depending on how our season is going and depending if Deshaun Watson's playing or not. So I would have preferred they did it against, uh, you know, maybe the Giants or something, the Falcons. I don't know, but just something. the Giants humiliate us every time we play That's on true. those. So <laughs> not the best That's Daniel true. Jones will throw for 380 on for 100. Yeah. Uh, Brian, you want to take us through the rest of the uh, game theme for the 2022 season? Yeah. So uh, the did we do the first one, the Panthers? Nope. So the Panthers theme is play football. Um, kind of the uh, couple of the activities they've got. Uh, uh, the Commanders marching band will be back and uh, will be on display and the debut of the new team fight song. Uh, there's a lot of talk of, uh, you know, just kind of repurposing the old fight song and just changing it to hail to the commanders. Uh, I don't know what you guys think about, uh, um, you know, just taking the exact same fight song and just, uh, replacing uh, one word with, uh, with commanders. Nope. <laughs> I hope the fight song is go, go. And, uh, yes. it needs yeah. to be, it need Yeah. And I think it will be like, I think it's going to be. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to the fight song a little more. Like I, I hope it's. I hope the fight song uh, is D, is DC themed. Yeah. Maybe get some Fugazi if it's not Go Go, but uh, no, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, yeah, I would hope honestly every week the theme is play football, just from a personal preference. <laughs> <laughs> you you can't um, you can't use the old fight song because part of the lyrics are like Braves on the war path. Right, we just kind of yeah. got away from that whole thing. It's, so it's not yeah, going to happen. Not, yeah, and I, plus everybody's going to sing "Hail to the Redskins" if yeah. they play that tune. Like that's you just know, what's yeah, going to happen. Exactly. exactly. And and Eric, you're, you're trying to break from the past. Exactly. Go go would be great just because of the the you know cultural significance in DC. I don't know if I see that though. Like maybe not a straight you know i don't think like the huckabucks are going to come out and play the fights or anything like that <laughs> but like, there. <laughs> yeah, like i don't think yeah it's well, not going to be junkyard here's, you know? here's the problem with uh with with gogo i would love uh for it to uh be gogo themed but i think the problem is jason wright's not from here i don't even know if jason wright knows what gogo is oh he so well i know what gogo is well, <laughs> we, we, we assume that he would know the importance of sean taylor to us and he by his own admission he he said there was some lack of institutional knowledge when it came to that so i don't know if he he'll understand the significance of gogo to this area so i hope somebody tells him because that would be so cool if we were yeah. able to get that i don't uh, think he's writing the fight like i think he's he's you know sourcing like locally sourcing you know artists yeah. and, I, and I, like i said i don't think it's going to be like a straight go-go 
tune, but I can very clearly, I, I can hear, you know, they're playing the quads in the background. Like they're going to have some, they're going to have a little like yeah. Chuck Brown type funk going on in the fights. I think you can, you can incorporate it and you can definitely like somebody from here will definitely recognize it. Um, and somebody from, yeah, like, oh my gosh. <laughs> if you could repurpose Bust and Loose for the fight song, that, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be amazing, right? But I, like, yeah, I, I can yeah. see it happen. I can see how it would work. It doesn't have to be like a straight go-go tune. I feel like uh, they're gonna bring Wale in on that go on that uh, fight ooh, song too, because he's very involved with the team, uh, which can be interesting. <laughs> I don't think go both ways, but you know, shout out to Wale. But uh, I just have a feeling that you know, Eric, you're right. They're gonna source local artists. For something like that. And I think, you know, one of the biggest local artists is Wale. You know, you yeah. got Raheem Devon, Tabby Bonet, you know, folks like that. But um, I would like to see it just be if if they're going to go that direction, you know, the go-go bands aren't just rap, right? They sing, too. And they do, you know, th melodies and things like that. I would like to see something very catchy, um, you know, something in that vein. But, uh, you know, again, we'll wait and see. But I'm excited. Is that during the preseason that you said they're going to yeah, break that up? Yeah, that's uh that's uh the week one uh preseason against the Panthers, and then week one of the actual regular season against the Jaguars, uh the theme Commanders kickoff, uh the activities or celebrations, uh pregame 9/11 tribute, halftime tribute to Washington legends of the 50s, 60s, and 70s. So you guys uh, ready to see uh uh Jurgensen, maybe maybe Rigo uh, out there at uh, at halftime of the uh, the Jaguars game. Yeah, I think they're going to bring up some, you know, Chris Hamburger type guys. Um, I don't know, is Eddie, Eddie LeBaron still around? He'd be out there. Uh, you know, the old school, old school guys. I'm sure some of those guys yeah. are still around. I mean, it's you know they're getting up in years, but yeah, I think yeah. that'd be that that'll be really neat. I think. Yeah, you know what I'm curious about? How are they going to acknowledge them as commanders or as Redskins? I hope yeah. just to say Washington football. Washington football legends. It's not going to mm -hmm. happen because it makes too much sense, but just, you know, I, I hate, I hate, like, I will, I will never not hate a Jersey, like an old Redskins player Jersey with a commander's uniform. Like yeah. do you see any wizards jerseys, Wes Unseld. Like you just don't, it doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. You've got the, you know, throwback is throwback, but yeah, I, I hope that they, they can just say, you know, Washington legends, Washington football legends. Yeah, that'd be like a Sean Kemp, Oklahoma City Thunder jersey. Yeah, like you're not doing that. Like Gary Payton. Yeah, it's not. That's not right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Week three against the Philadelphia Eagles is presented by Telemundo 44. We are all commanders. So uh, Hispanic Heritage Month uh, will be celebrated. HBCU Night Out will be celebrated and Pride Night Out. Uh, so there'll be special performances from the Hispanic, the LGBTQIA plus community, HBCU communities, uh, food trucks from uh, Hispanic descent will be there. And then there's a, a Pride Night Out pregame party. That all sounds great to me. So they're going to do all that in one week. Is I guess so. A game? Like, <laughs> no, they're going to cancel the game. It's just, it's, yeah, it's just going to be the activities. Uh, yeah, for, we're just going to cancel the game and put that on in the background. We'll play that on the practice field. Bring everybody well, some, some of it, I think, takes place before the game. Some of yeah. these will be before the game. But uh, yeah, they're, they're, there's a lot going on. They're jamming into that week. But it well, should I be good. Our, our good friend from Mexico, Ilse Noni. Uh, back on the podcast. Oh, he'll say, yeah. Much, you know, so. Nice. 
week five against the Titans. Uh, think pink. It's uh, the breast cancer uh, awareness. So uh, there'll be the NFL's crucial catch initiative. that will be done at halftime and uh, breast cancer all-star survivors recognition also at halftime. So uh, lots of uh, survivors. So that should be a good one. That's a um, yeah. yeah. That's... Week seven. You hear me saying a bad thing about a cancer survivor. No. Absolutely not. Even I'm not that heartless. <laughs> Come on out. Week seven, Green Bay Packers, 90th anniversary celebration of and alumni homecoming weekend. Uh, the big kind of activity is uh, tributes for each of the five world championship teams. What do you guys think about that? Hate homecoming. Mm-hmm. Hate it. Like, it's, it's just a slap in the face to the team you're playing. You're making Aaron Rodgers your homecoming game? Come on, man. Don't do that. Because you know everybody knows, like homecoming, you you schedule scrubs so that you can, you can pound them. You can't do that in the NFL. I don't like the theme, personally. I wish they could call it something else. Well, that's uh famously D'Angelo Williams of the Carolina Panthers years ago was like uh, he was pissed that they scheduled him. Yeah, I mean they, they ended up beating us. So, I yeah. get it. Yeah, I don't. Think, do we ever win those games? Like that's, those are tough games. Yeah. Although the throwbacks are usually pretty fire. Yeah, but yeah, not, not against Green Bay. Come on, guys. <laughs> Uh, week nine, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, so this is a famous salute to service. This is going to be a blackout game. They they want all the fans, everybody to wear black. Uh, there'll be service member recognition at halftime, but uh, the biggest thing is it's a blackout game. They want everybody. Uh, I'm assuming this will be the first time we see the all black uniform for the commanders. What do you guys think about that? Everybody dressed in black attending the game. And then we bury Kirk Cousins afterwards. Hopefully it's a primetime game. <laughs> oh man. A primetime home game with against Kirk Cousins. It's like the resistible force and the movable object. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like I like the blackout theme. It's pretty cool. I'd rather yeah. see a burgundy out, but uh blackout, you know, is what it is. It seems cool to me. I like the uniforms. Yeah, if it if it's a if it's a night game. I think you get a little bit more participation in the blackout versus just a day game. It doesn't have the same effect anyway, doing a blackout at one o'clock in the afternoon. You yeah. know what I mean? As opposed to like a, you know, eight 30 kickoff. But um, th- that's the big question though. Like how many fans are actually going to participate in the blackout? You know, especially as you know, attendance has kind of been up and down and fans and have been mostly building fans. Yeah. It'd be but a I think Vikings out. fans, that's a good game to do it because Vikings fans, I don't know how well they travel. Like I've yep. been to Minnesota games in DC before, and there was there wasn't a ton, I mean there was obviously fans there, but there wasn't a ton of of you know Vikings fans. I've been to like two or three I think Vikings games for some reason, um, so I don't remember them. They definitely like I wouldn't do it against like Pittsburgh or Dallas no. or anybody like no. that. So yeah, well it tells you too that they expect to be competitive that late in the season. Could you imagine? Yeah. Being, you know, what it was that week nine, two and two and six, yep. and you're like, okay. hey, let's have a blackout game. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm not oh. that. yeah, it's gonna get blackout on TV. Yeah. <laughs> week twelve, Atlanta Falcons theme season of giving. Uh, the activities there's gonna be a toys for tot drive, my cause, my cleats. So a lot of the players will be wearing uh specialized cleats uh for their charity. Uh, debut of a permanent installation at FedEx Field. For Sean Taylor to uh, uh, to be unveiled at the 15th anniversary of his passing, so uh, um, hopefully a, a better, more proper uh, you know tribute to Sean Taylor and the uh, Toys for Tots. What do you guys think about the, uh, a better celebration for Sean uh, than what he got last year? Let's just make sure Jackson Mahomes is nowhere to oh, be yeah. found. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Solid plan. Yeah. 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 No, I, I agreed. I think that uh, that'll be a, a good one. All right. Week 15, the New York Giants. Inspire change is the theme. Recognition of the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee, which uh, I'm not really sure who. Maybe it was Jonathan Allen or maybe it was Ron Rivera. I'm not sure who that was. Uh, and then the return of um, Shop Black Holiday Market. I don't know what that is. You guys know what that is? Uh, Shop Black Holiday Market. Is that like a? Is that like an actual market or something like that? What is that? Well, so the Shop Black Holiday. Um, is I believe where you support you know black owned businesses. Um, Are they here so, at, at halftime? I don't know. I'd have to get more research on what they're trying to do with that. I I haven't looked at this yet. You sent it to us earlier. <laughs> <laughs> we'll skip um, that. Yeah, let's see. But yeah. but you know whatever they're trying to do is cool. You know, just trying to support different you know uh, communities and things like that. You know, I'm always for it, no matter regardless of what the community is. So. What we talked about, week 17, this is the big one. Uh, it's fan appreciation, so there'll be some giveaways for that. Key activations for this one include the recognition of the Hogs offensive line, all the players from those uh, Super Bowls, the Hogs offensive line, uh, and the unveiling of that new mascot. So this will be at the uh, the Browns game at halftime with uh, all the, the former offensive linemen and then this new mascot. So we'll see, uh, uh, you know, what this new uh, – mascot looks like last one uh week 18 versus the dallas cowboys rivalry week uh this is a whiteout game so this is uh this is at the end of the season whiteout game like fans that. are encouraged to uh wear all white my question to you guys is you guys own a white coat winter coat like I, none of my coats are white and especially none of my winter coats are white like uh, i guess people wear t-shirts in the in december in January. no man you put the jersey over the hoodie and then oh, you're good okay. to go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But bust out my old uh, Storm Shadow Halloween costume. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Joe. Storm Shadow. Yes. Oh, man. You know what? They picked a good game for this because even if you have fans wearing Cowboys jerseys, those jerseys are still white. So no matter yeah, what white. you do. Yeah, that's true. It's it gonna look that is true. The blue jerseys are bad luck. Yep. <laughs> so they nobody wears the blue jerseys for the Cowboys. So that actually that's actually solid planning. Yes. Um, I think, yeah, personally, I think a little whiteout in the stadium would look pretty rad. I uh, hope it snows, too, and nobody's going to know what's going on. That would be great. That would be great if it snows and we get that. Uh, I, I would love that. But that, that's that's all the themes uh, for the uh, upcoming season. So what do, you, what do you guys think about all of that uh, for uh, for this year? I like um, I like that we're, we're keeping, you know, fan engagement. You know, we're doing what we can to attract fans to the stadium because that's, yeah. you know, been a struggle in the past. But again, I think winning will attract fans to the stadium more than any theme game. So hopefully, you know, for that whiteout game, it's for, you know, all the marbles and we're playing for a playoff spot or we've already got one clinched and anybody you know, Dallas will show up because they don't care. You know, I like it. Um, one gripe I have with this team, and it's getting a little old to me, is that we're still really hung up on the past. We really just love to honor the, you know, it's, we seems like, Hey, remember when we were good? seems to be a theme uh, that we kind of cling to. So hopefully with the rebrand and we, you know, once we get past all this, we can start forging ahead and start thinking, you know, into the future about like, you know, what, what can we, you know, let's celebrate this team now because we're actually good again or something like that. Yeah. Just yeah. a no, minor gripe on my part. 
Yeah, I think you're right. And I think a lot of that has to do with it. We haven't we haven't won a whole lot, so we can only look to the past. So hopefully this year they do win and they do win big. That way, we, uh, just like you said, we can focus on the now and also moving forward because that uh, that would be nice to see. Although yeah, that 50s get... and 60s week, that, that's a good thing. Because remember when we were actually worse than this? <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we're getting dangerously close. To, we're bad uh, now. Yeah. Dangerously close to Ipiani Oalete and uh, Stephen Alexander oh, no. Appreciation Day coming. So hey, Alexander, <laughs> Alexander was a baller, man. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me, uh, let's let's close it out on this question. So Jack Del Rio had some controversial comments on Twitter. Cool. I don't want to get into those comments here. What I want to ask you is. Um, where are you at in terms of, um, you know, coaches and people of the administrative level and organizations um, and football organizations having access or using social media frequently, Eric? Twitter is an absolute cesspool. <laughs> I've said it here. Uh, I'll say it a million times. I do. I log on. I logged on last week um, to add, you know, to, to follow. Uh, and I just scrolled for 30 seconds and deleted the app again. I, nothing good comes from any tweet ever. Honestly, like I, I hate it. I hate, and especially with people of authority tweet, like you have, you know, you're in a position of authority. You have people looking to you. Don't, you know, don't tweet, just get off Twitter. Don't do it. Just, you know, if I wish there was an option, I don't even wish there was an option. A lot of people need to be an option of like, you just have read access to Twitter and you can just read <laughs> tweets. That would be amazing. Like I might even subscribe to that. Like I, oh, I hate Twitter so much. It's so bad. And I know I have my Twitter handle here. Please follow me. Cause I, I need followers. <laughs> I logged on last week. I had like 20 new followers. I don't know how that happened, but um, I guess it's from here. Yeah. Please follow me on Twitter. I, you know, if I, if you see me tweeting something, you know, I'm probably being held hostage. So um, yeah, don't uh, yeah. Get off Twitter. I hate it. I don't know if that was the answer to your question, but that pretty much sums up how I feel about Twitter. It was an answer. I'll take it. Uh, Brian, <laughs> <laughs> Brian you in the same boat? Um, yes, and uh, some uh, and and more so uh, in terms of you know not not to to get off Twitter or I hate it, but if you are in leadership, you are more is expected of you, right? You're the standard. You're the role model. You are by which the players and everybody else are supposed to follow. And if you can't set the example, then for me, you've got to go. Like Jack Del Rio has been a head coach in the NFL. Jack Del Rio has been a defensive coordinator, which is a leadership uh, position. He knows all of the trials and tribulations uh, associated with trying to run a football team without distractions, let alone him himself becoming a distraction. And that is what he did with his comments. Again, uh, what he said, separate aside, that's something completely different. He knows that as soon as he typed and hit send, it was going to cause a distraction, and he did it anyway. To me, that's selfish, and that speaks to um, something that he's got to answer himself. So I'm not at all um, a fan of uh, what he did because he knows better. He is a leader, and he knows that that's not what you do. You brought, um, you know, you, you you put the spotlight on you instead of the team. Um, and hopefully, Ron Rivera has a talk with him because if if Jack Del Rio was a 25 year old linebacker and he did this, people would be killing him from now until next week. But uh, he's a coach, so uh, you know it's it's a lot less um, you know scrutiny that I'm hearing um, or criticism that I'm hearing uh, uh, about him. So uh, I, I hope this is the end of uh, this, and we don't have to hear any about any more of his his tweeting habits. Get that man a burner account. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah somebody, somebody, sh- somebody, somebody show him. Yeah, somebody show him how to get a burner account. There you go. Shecky yeah. Ramshackle. <laughs> Dak, that's a great Del Twitter handle. I might change mine to that. At Shecky Ramshackle. <laughs> yeah, take that, Dak. That's Mac mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you guys said it. It just it, at some point when you elevate through organizations, you just have to give up certain privileges like social media that other people get you a joy because there's no weight to what they uh think or tweet or whatever and it's america you're allowed to think how you think you're allowed to feel how you feel but you have to consider the workplace you have to consider the distractions and what it's doing not only to yourself but now ron has to answer those questions right um and and people are like hey ron what are you gonna do about this and you know it just you prefer not to have to do that as a fan there's just already so much going on with the organization yeah i would love to just keep it football you know, and just talk. And I I get on social media, I get on Twitter, and I I'm only in commanders conversations. I don't look at the world news on social media. I don't look at celebrity lives. Every time I see celebrity dating details trending, I'm like, what What are we doing here? <laughs> Why is this the most important thing going on in the country that such and such is dating such and such? But um, you know what? It's 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 made for fun. It's for entertainment purposes. You know, I'm glad that people enjoy it. I do enjoy Twitter when we're talking about the commander stuff. Um, you know, there are other social media platforms I don't enjoy as much, but just when you're at a certain level of an organization, you just have to know sometimes it's best to just not uh, do something. And that includes social media. So anyway, everybody, thank you for listening. You know, we appreciate you. Make sure you subscribe, like, comment, um, you know, whatever you want to do to engage with us. Make sure you have that happen, and uh, we're happy to engage with you guys. We love the comments that you guys leave. We are very appreciative of each and every one of you. Have a tremendous day.